Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live 10-week program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique. And I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 10th, you'll be getting a physical abundance box. Plus, you're going to get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program. If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me. And you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, You will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there. See what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. When you take care of customers, they always take care of you. When you take care of people, people take care of you. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't want to just go to work, I want to do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks to Latote for supporting this podcast. With Latote, you can rent unlimited fashion. Just wear, return, and discover fashion that fits you better. It's going to take the stress out of getting dressed. Go to latote.com, that's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. Enter promo code DREAMJOB at checkout to get 20% off your first month. Again, that's latote.com and enter your code DREAMJOB. Thanks to Talkspace for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Talkspace is an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can go to talkspace.com slash dream job and use the code dream job 
to get $45 off your first month. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people in your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. You can learn more at slack.com. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob to get two months of unlimited access of over 20,000 classes for only 99 cents. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How was your weekend? So it's officially December. Did you guys do any holiday parties or start your shopping? Uh, we had a work party uh, gathering at my house and I sang and it was for my music company. So a couple of our artists sang and a couple of my dear friends sang. If you want to check out a video of me singing, because you hear me singing at the end of these episodes, if you want to see me sing, um, you can go to my Instagram. I posted a video of me singing um, a song with one of my closest friends, Kyler England, who was on the show. And um, the song is a song called Count on Me. And it's a pretty cool story because Kyler and I wrote that song while sitting on my bed eight years ago. It was the day after I had had surgery and um, I was told I wouldn't be able to have a baby. And um, we wrote this song called Count On Me for this child that I would one day have with the last remaining drop of hope. Uh, We wrote this song and I got pregnant a month later and Gabrielle just turned seven and she knows that the song Count On Me is her song and was written for her. It sort of reminds me of Hanukkah, which actually uh, just began last night. It's this eight-day holiday, and I celebrate this holiday. I'm Jewish, but the, the idea of Hanukkah is something that really we can all tap into. And one of my favorite teachings about Hanukkah, you know, you've heard probably that the oil, there was a tiny, tiny bit of oil, and um, it lasted eight days. It was only enough oil that they thought would last for one night, but it lasted for eight days. So that is amazing. But my greatest teacher in the world, uh, Benny Friedman, he said, the real miracle is the fact that they looked for the oil at all. Because um, Hanukkah is about a true story. There was a war and um, the Jewish people, they were in really bad, bleak shape. People were trying to kill them for being Jewish. And and somehow, some way, they, they managed to win this war, even though their their army was so small. They fought hard with tons of passion and they succeeded, but their entire city was in ruins and buildings were torn apart and destroyed and women had been raped and children and people had been killed and it was like a terrible, terrible time. So even though they won this war, they lost a lot along the way. And the beautiful temple in Jerusalem was in ruins. And the very first thing they did before they went to take showers or go home to their families, they looked for oil to light this Hanukkah, this menorah that was standing 2,000 years ago in the temple in Jerusalem. They wanted to bring a little light into the world. And so my rabbi, my teacher, Vinnie Friedman, he said, just the fact that they looked for the oil really is the miracle. Because when everything is so dark and you take that next step, even though you feel like you can't possibly go any, any further, and you do, that's a miracle. And that courage opens, you know, the doors to so many possibilities and miracles happening. And I I feel like, you know, similarly, we wrote this song um, in in a moment when I wasn't sure if I would ever have a kid to sing this song to, and I was feeling really down. And 
Kyler said, I'll just come over and I'll bring you soup. You know, we had scheduled to write that day, but it, we, we decided, no, I didn't know I was going to have surgery. So probably it's not a good day to write a song. And she came over and we were sitting on my bed and she said, you know what? Let's write that song to that kid who you're going to have, who one day you will sing this song for. We wrote the song called Count on Me and I'll put it at the end of this episode so you guys can hear the recording. And if you want to see me sing it live, you can come on over to Instagram. I hope that throughout the month of December and throughout the next year and always that you will have the courage to keep believing in what's possible, even when there's just a tiny, tiny bit left, just a drop, because it's amazing how much further it can go than you think. Okay, so um, I had an idea. I thought, wouldn't it be cool since a whole nother year has gone by if we had some of you guys on the show to tell your stories? So I want to do, for the last episode of the year, I want to interview a few of you and I want to have you on. And I want you to tell us sort of breakthroughs you've had, milestones, successes, you know, things that have happened for you. I think it would be really inspiring to everybody listening. Um, you don't have to be Mandy Moore or Jenna Fisher or Bobby Brown or Jimmy Choo. You know, it's amazing just to see people have that courage, take that step, and then be really starting to see momentum. So if you'd like to be considered to be on the show, please email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com and let us know what wins you've had. Let us know what's happened in 2018, both business, personally, or what other hurdles or limiting mindsets maybe you've overcome. And then we will not only have you on, but we'll include uh, links to your stuff in the show notes and it'll be cool exposure and it'll be awesome. Okay, you guys, I thought long and hard about what is the thing I want to do this year? What is the thing that excites me more than anything? What is the thing I am most enthusiastic about? I was talking to Danielle Laporte and she said to me that enthusiasm lights up in the brain stronger than any other emotion. She said, just pick the thing that you're most enthusiastic about. And so I closed my eyes and I said, you know what makes me the most excited is these live events that we do when I'm in the room with you guys and I can spend a couple days and we can work together and I can see your faces and I can meet you and I can connect to you. I feel like there's so much that happens powerfully really when you're there together in person. And it's something that we can't, you know, we can, we can come close this way, but it's so much bigger when we're actually in the same room, sharing the same space and really connecting eye to eye. So we are doing a bigger event than we've ever done. I just booked this huge theater. The last theater that we rented had 100 seats and we sold it out. We had amazing, awesome, like-minded, creative souls that flew in from all over the world, Australia and Ohio and Hawaii and Mexico and Vancouver. It was amazing. It was two days of a fire hose of inspiration. We just rented a theater that has 350 seats. Can we fill this theater? We can. We're going to fill this theater. So the event is going to be March 14th and 15th. And we have 350 seats. It's going to be $350 for two full days, you guys. I want you to think about going into 2019, knowing you're going to come to an event like this, where I'm going to be there. There's going to be other incredible speakers like the speakers that you've heard on this show. We're going to do breakout sessions. I'm going to call people up. We're going to work on your ideas. We're going to tease things out. You are going to leave there with clarity. You are going to leave there feeling so ready to rip it open. And you're going to move through some mindset hurdles like never before. You're going to come there and you're going to leave having had a breakthrough. If you guys want to get tickets, I suggest that you do because I have a feeling that we are going to sell this out. 
And I think it's very reasonable. We're doing this for $350 for two full days. And we're going to add a VIP option also in case uh, there's some people who want to have like extra special experience. And I'm going to figure out the details of that. But I think it's going to be like a dinner the night before, um, which will be like a separate thing. But we're going to do this two days, March 14th and 15th at this beautiful theater. It's on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. Uh, I cannot wait to walk onto that stage to see all of your faces. I'm so excited to see which one of you are going to show up. You know, we're about to hit 4 million downloads on the show. So I think that uh, I'm going to get to meet 350 of you. And maybe next year we'll have an even bigger theater and the year after that. And we'll just keep growing this incredible movement of people who are making their corner of the world brighter by doing the things that make them happy and realizing that you absolutely can make your passion into your career. And maybe it's just about moving through some mindset hurdles. Maybe it's just about getting some uh, strategy and some tools, but we're going to get you here. And I think it's a really cool thing for you to get this for yourself as a gift. Maybe you buy this for a friend. Maybe this is their Christmas gift. Maybe you buy this for a friend as a holiday present. Uh, but I think if you know going into 2019, you know in January and February that you're going to be at this event in March, I think it's going to make you feel very excited and like you're putting your goals really front and center for the new year. And you're telling yourself, I'm going to make this happen this year, as opposed to, well, maybe I hope, you know, but maybe March, January, February, maybe April, May rolls around. You haven't really done anything. This is a sure fast way to say, I'm going to come to this event and this is going to motivate me. And this is going to get me where I need to be so that I'm going to get the most out of 2019. So if you want to get tickets to this event, um, you can find the link everywhere. It's going to be in the show notes. It's going to be on my Instagram page. It's going to be on the Facebook page. Um, but stay tuned for that. Get your tickets. And we're going to do this $350 early bird price uh, for the next like five weeks. Um, but I think that that's a really fair, amazing deal to spend two full days so get a ticket, get a ticket for your friend. Can't wait to see you guys there. Make it a girl's trip, uh, whatever you want to do. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait. Okay. So today you're in for a treat because we have Tarek Farid. He's the founder of Edible Arrangements. Do you guys know what Edible Arrangements is? A lot of people do know what this is. For those of you who don't, Edible Arrangements makes these beautiful, delicious fruit baskets. So imagine it's like a bouquet, but instead of flowers, it's made of super fresh fruit, um, they also have boxes of chocolate-covered strawberries, banana bites, pineapples in the shape of mustaches, all types of fun and yummy goods. And, you know, fruit arrangements isn't really the typical type of business idea that you would think initially, oh, my God, this person is going to turn this into an empire. But somehow, Tariq has managed to grow this into a massive business with 1,200 locations worldwide. Plus, he started the Tariq Farid Foundation, which donates to schools and homeless shelters and food pantries. And he helps introduce leadership opportunities for the upcoming generation of aspiring entrepreneurs. What's even more amazing is that he didn't come from a wealthy background. In fact, he and his family came to this country with barely anything, but he worked really hard and he kept going. And now he has a multi-million dollar business. He's so generous in everything he does, and he's always looking for ways to give back, which I think is a beautiful mission to have. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. Before we jump in, let's thank one of our sponsors. You guys, I love shopping. It's really something like it makes me happy. It's just like getting a cup of coffee. I love getting coffee. I love shopping. But sometimes it's really frustrating because I don't really have any time to try anything on. Thankfully, there's Latote. Latote takes the stress out of getting dressed. 
You can get the right styles in the right size delivered right to your door. You can rent pieces that fit and send them back when you're done and just repeat. I love getting clothes from La Tote. It's so fun to keep getting to try on new party dresses or a shirt or a pair of yoga pants, and I can try different styles. Plus, La Tote takes your measurements and ratings and learns not just your size, but the nuances of how you like your clothes to fit. So I know I'm always going to get something that I actually want to wear, and I always say we need to raise our standards, and that includes having clothes that actually fit you. I know it seems like a small thing, but it really does make a difference when you're confident, you're walking around comfortable, feeling sexy, feeling awesome. It can make a huge difference when you go throughout your day. With La Tote, you can rent unlimited fashion. Just wear, return, and discover fashion that fits you better. It's going to take the stress out of getting dressed. Go to latote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. And enter promo code DREAMJOB at checkout to get 20% off your first month. Again, that's latote.com and enter your code DREAMJOB. Okay, please welcome the one and only Tarek Farid. Hi, Tarek. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kathy. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing about your journey. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how this all came to pass, how how you opened this business and, you know, where you think the seed of it all started? Well, I mean, I, I would have to give credit for the seed of it to, of course, my parents, you know, especially my mom. My mom, her grandfather was in business and everything. And so she would always talk about owning your business or, or doing something which was entrepreneurial. And so it started young. And at, at 17, I was always looking for an opportunity. My father saw an ad in the paper for a flower shop. And uh, we ended up buying a flower shop for $5,000 that I got as a loan from my father's boss. Um, wow. And why a flower shop? Because uh, in our neighborhood, there was a flower shop when I was 13 years old. I used to go water plants and kind of help out this flower shop. Out, and it was an amazing owner named Charlie Ferricelli who would actually, you know, kind of help the neighborhood and keep an eye on on the different people and wanted to get you busy. So it was it was kind of the beginning. So I was inspired by my parents and kind of taught by Charlie Ferricelli. And it, and it starts my entrepreneurial journey. That's so amazing. If I have this right, um, you came to the United States um, from Pakistan when you were 11 and you learned the language and you really dove right into a whole new world, literally. And a lot of our listeners sometimes feel overwhelmed, you know, when they're starting out in their creative endeavor and their entrepreneurial journey, they'll say, you know, how is this possible? I lack resources. Um, And you found a way to be so resourceful and navigate your way. How do you think? you were able to do that? What was the mindset? What was the grit that you had to achieve that? And how can you sort of show that to other people? For me, what was unique was that there was a need, right? Everybody had to help. So here is a, a immigrant family that comes into West Haven, Connecticut. My father's working two jobs. He works at Burger King in the evenings and is a machinist by day. He's working very hard. My mother's working. Uh, and you just want to help. So I started to kind of help around uh, around the house, help in the neighborhood, go cut grass and do all those things. All I knew was I wanted to make a little money and I liked the way it felt. And it was more out of necessity than more mm-hmm. a vision or anything like that. My mother would always inspire us uh, that you should do something, but we did not have the means, you know. And when the my father saw this ad for the flower shop and we said, we want to buy the whole thing. And my father didn't have $5,000. I mean, he, you know, he made $8 an hour. And so, wow. uh, you know, he asked, can you do it? And, uh, you know, I said, sure, but I need the loan. And I got a loan from uh, his boss, uh, you know, and, and that's the amazing part is you just have to try. A lot of people will 
think they don't have the resources or the, they don't have the means, but they won't try. You have to try when you have the passion. And like you said, the grit, you just can't give up. And so for me at that point, I knew I could do something with it. Uh, you just had to ask. And he turned around and, and, you know, he was kind of the angel, you know, who just said, yeah, hey, you're 17. Uh, you make like $4 an hour, but I'm going to give you $5,000 to start a business. God. And off it goes. And I think I paid him back like within a year. And, you know, started the flowership in the first year. I did like $40,000 in sales for a That's whole crazy. year. And I thought it was wow. the most amazing thing that I did $40,000 in sales. I couldn't believe it. You know, so it, I think you just got to have the determination. You just can't quit. So, I mean, when I started the first flower shop, I'm like 17, 18 years old. I'm, you know, I'm going to high school. I had aspirations of going to college and doing all these things. And then, I mean, most people said, you know, hey, get a job. I mean, how much money could you make? But then every day I saw more sales, more customers coming in and, and the business growing and the business doing better. You went through rough patches, but you got through them. So when the, yeah. uh, the idea of Edible came around, I was like very excited. And I was excited because when I shared it with some of my customers. So I had the flower business and I went and started Edible and, and I went around and sharing it with some of our key customers. Everybody loved it. I mean, you know, and, and that for me, that's the inspiration. And I always tell people, you know, it's the opportunity you go after or the opportunity you chase and it's the risk you mitigate. Like, look at the opportunity. The risk is always there. You have to manage through that. And even in the best of businesses, you're going to go through tough times. You just got to ride through it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I had the idea for edible and, uh, how did you get that idea by the way? How did you come up with that? Other people were doing this. So, you know, we were in the flower business. We were all about design and we were all about kind of the, the floral angle to it. Other people were doing it. There was a group in Philadelphia that was doing it. There were others. And then you saw on TV and, uh, you know, there were these make your own uh, fruit arrangement type of a thing. And you would, you know, on cruise ships, you would see these big pieces of, you know, this art, uh, you know, with the watermelon and things like that. So there's a lot of inspiration out there. Mm -hmm. We just made in the beginning about nine arrangements and started sending it out to our customers, different sizes. And it started out all with a, an arrangement that's still around. It's our most popular arrangement called the delicious fruit design. And we just made it and sent it out to the customers. And the customers called and said, hey, when can I order one? And this was kind of a complimentary thing you sent to see, what do you think? Yeah. And the proof is always in the pudding, right? It's in the customer. It's what the customer thinks. It's when they call you and they're, uh, you know, they're willing to buy from you and they want to send it to someone. And so first Easter, our, our first holiday, we opened about five days before Easter in 1999 and we got 28 orders. And I couldn't believe it that we got 28 orders. I mean, we'll do hundreds of thousands of orders now, but it was just, we sent out some like 40, 50 wow. Shores out to some customers, and we got 28 orders, and we we're like, "Wow, this is amazing!" So I, I think you have to try it, right? You you have to go out there and get in the market. I will tell you, the first five years were a struggle. So anyone out there looking at a business, there's a time you have to prepare for that it's going to be a struggle, especially when you're building a brand. You know, I, I always feel people are building two things. Either they're building a business or they're building a brand. And building a business is you, you kind of start something and you put your head down and you're just running it. And maybe the business is running you. You, you walk in every morning. You kind of wait for the orders to go in. And when people ask you how it's going, you're only talking about, 
what's wrong. You're not talking about what's right. You know, okay. you know, you're kind of complaining. And then there are people that business is just the springboard for what they want to build. You know, they, they can't believe it happened. It's that part that we couldn't believe I got 28 orders on that first holiday. Yeah, it's amazing. And it was the first holiday. We were only around for five days or six days at that wow. time. But that was a springboard to say, hey, I want to build a brand. And, and so you have to have a star you want to chase in business. So when somebody's building a business, you have to chase it. For me, the star at that point was either McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, some of these concepts that were in the U.S. And I would share that with people and people would tell me, oh, you know, who would who would buy fruit in baskets? Oh, yeah, and you, you think you'll turn it into a chain of hundreds of stores? I said, yeah. Like, ah, come on, kid, you know, stick to your daytime job. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I saw it as because the business was growing. So when you're building that brand and you want to build a brand, then everything is laid out to build a brand. You know, you, you, you create your structure, you paint your store a certain way, you hang your sign a, a different way, your advertising is a lot more professional. And you know, the books you read and the people you are inspired by is all about a brand at that point. Yeah. Okay, before we go on, let's just take a quick ad break. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace. It's an online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you have trouble making the time to go to an appointment in the past. You know, last week we had an episode on making space for self-care and talking about your mental health really should be up there on the top of your list. But For a lot of people like me, we have a lot going on and I feel like making that extra appointment, especially when it's making an appointment for yourself, it's easy to put that off. So with Talkspace, it makes therapy as easy as sending your therapist a text, a message. There's no commutes, no leaving the office, no judgments. You can just get something off your chest whenever you need to. You don't need to go into some deep childhood memory if you don't want to. Therapy can just be about practical advice also, everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life's challenges that we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can go to Talkspace.com slash dream job and use the code dream job to get $45 off your first month. And you can show support for this show at the same time. The code is dream job and it's talkspace.com slash dream job. As far as those looking to become an entrepreneur and become, you know, half a quarter of as successful as you are, when you're looking at what you think is most important, would you say it's uh, building an audience? Would you say it's making a solid business plan? Is it perfecting the product? Like, what do you think is most important? Um, I always operated on what I used to call the five P's. And, and it worked for me all throughout. And it started out with only one or two in the beginning because I wasn't that disciplined and trained on you know this whole business plan part and everything. So for me, those five P's are you start out with a promise. You know, So there's a promise you make to yourself and you make to everyone that works with you and the most important to your customers. You know, and then it's your product because every small business is defined by a product or a service. You know, a lot of people will turn around and say it's your location, location, location. Yeah, you can have an amazing location, but if you don't have the right thing to sell, it doesn't really do anything. So for me, it was always the product. And then it was the people. So for me, after that, it was the people because you can have a great location and a great product. And if you don't have good people, it doesn't get anywhere. And then then it came for me, the place. So now you got you made a promise on what you're going to do. And my promise was to wow you. That's how I started. It was really, really simple. And then it was our product. And then it was people. And then it was places. And then at the end, it was purpose because there has to be something that defines it. And for some people, it's profit. For others, it's to give back. 
uh, for it to make your community better, uh, to be happier. There had to be a purpose. And I think that's what people need to define. They, they need to have a plan. And that was my plan. And it was as simple as that. So if, if our uh, promise was to wow you, when you looked at our product, the first word out of your mouth must be wow. When a customer mm-hmm. gets it, it's like, right. wow, that's delicious. <laughs> You know, it has to be something that, especially in our product, it's it's very much, uh, you know, the look and the taste. And then that goes all the way through to your people, the way they're dressed, the way they interact with you. They want to go tell somebody about it. And yep. then your place, how it's decorated, how it's lit, how clean it is and what it does. And then even your purpose at the end must have a wow in it because you're giving back to the community. There's a bigger mission in mind than simply trying to make money. You're doing something with it. You're giving back a portion of it. Right. So That's beautiful. I think it's all of those. It is product. But for me, it was those five P's that actually worked all the way. And even now, I, I define a lot of those things with the five P's when I do any of my businesses. That's really cool. Um, talking about people, which you stress so much. Let's talk about that for a second. In your decades of experience, what do you think really makes a person become a regular in your store? How do you think you get those customers to walk in the door? How do you get them to click on that link for your online products? Like, what do you think really helps you understand the people part and make that part work so well? You know, it is difficult to get a customer into in the door, um, but it's making the customer stay and stick to the brand is really the magic. And I've always felt that it's the two P's, you know, the the product and the people, you know, so how is that service? So in the beginning, you know, we went out of our way to make sure that when people got the product, the experience was amazing. And I think it's really the the service is what makes it happen. And then, of course, the, the product part of it and the whole experience. Um, and then, you know, just the little things, you know, customers, you know, look for the little things. It's how you would want to be treated. And, and you know, just the follow up on uh, not necessarily making money. My mother, you know, used to say, and, and here's a woman that never went to school beyond seventh grade because when she grew up in Pakistan, girls didn't go uh, outside the village. Oh, my gosh. But she had the best business advice for me. She, she One day when I'm driving her home and she goes, honey, you know, you got to stop chasing money. It runs really fast. Go do the right thing and it'll chase you. Wow. So stop trying to like go sell something and stop trying to like make money. Go go make the people happy when they come in and when they want something, do whatever it takes to make them happy. They'll leave money behind. The money will chase you then. And after that, I kind of gave up on the part of trying to figure out how to make more money and just spent time on how to please the customers, how to make them happy. You know, so, you know, when, when they walk in, what could we do that they say, wow, and, and, and they have a great experience when they're wanting something, you add a little something to the arrangement, you add a little something to that experience. And I think that's what makes a great business and a great brand. That's cool. And now... How many stores do you guys have now? About 1,200. About 1,200. Wow. And you're all over the, the U.S.? Uh, U.S. and about five countries, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. You know, so many people listening to this show, they struggle with this idea of imposter syndrome. You know, they might have an idea to open a bakery or an idea to start their business, and they think, well, why should I do it? You know, there's already a million people doing that, and why would I be any 
better at it than anyone else. What sort of encouragement do you have for people when they overthink things? Because you, you didn't, you know, you, and I asked you actually not knowing this, but you said, oh, there were already other people doing that. And you went ahead and did it anyway. Right. So how do you push through that feeling of imposter syndrome and make something and, and make a go of it, even if other people already have businesses that are successful? You didn't seem to let that phase you. When I see something and I see an opportunity in it, I know it's difficult. And I've, I've had very successful businesses. I mean, we're going through this in Edible. We're totally reinventing the brand. You know, uh, we went through this in 2008 when the economy was crashing. Everybody felt right. that the brand will suffer because it's kind of a luxury item. You know, people aren't going to buy it. Um, right. You know, so I've gone through some major struggles. I mean, my parents moved here with nothing. My father, you know, literally came in and lived in his brother's house for a while and walked to work and they just never quit. So for me, if, if you see something and if, if it feels good in the heart and I can validate it with my uh, head and, and I go for it and I know that there's a lot of work involved. So you have to get ready for work. Business has this uh, this way of testing you. It's going to test that you got the grit. You know, It's going to throw all these things at you and you just have to keep going and you have to surround yourself with few good experienced people as mentors. So I was always blessed that there were people that I could call who had similar experiences uh, who can always give me advice. And But I, I had to go there and present something to say, hey, I'm thinking of this. What do you think? And then, you know, they, they would usually give you advice on that and, uh, you know, kind of walk you off the ledge, as I used to call it, that that it's really tough. I don't know if it's going to it's going to work. And then they would kind of walk you off that ledge to say, do this. Hey, I went through that. It's not a big deal. You'll get through it. So I think having that network of people, be it family or friends or mentors, uh, and then thinking the idea through and then, you know, present it right and, you know, run the business, take care of the customer mm -hmm. and it will work. Yeah. That's really amazing. It makes so much sense because you, you were sort of born into that mentality of understanding that hard work is not something you're going to try to get around. I think that we live in a time where it's really dangerous. I think people expect things to happen so fast and there's this immediacy. Yeah, immediate um, gratification, right? You need to have this patience. You need to have this understanding that it is going to be a climb and you never, it never phased you because you were prepared for that climb. No, definitely. I, I, you know, I think when you go into business, you have to burn your boats. Uh, you know, you can't go into it uh, thinking you'll get out of it and everything. You know, you're going to be investing a lot of money. You have to make sure what you're getting into, you're prepared for. Spend time learning what you're about to get into. So if you all, if you understand, you know, the, the things that you're not good at. So somebody taught me a long time ago that, hey, what's your weakest link? What don't you like doing in business? And, uh, you know, and I told him, hey, I hate, you know, kind of worrying about the finances or, or balancing the books. And he said, okay, spend all your time balancing your books. I'm like, what? He goes, that's your weakest link. That's what's wow. going to make you fail. So go and that's all you should do. Don't hire anyone for that. And so I went and got QuickBooks and learned how it works and how balance sheets work and P&Ls work and profitability. And, and I hated it. I would sit there for hours balancing my checkbook. And, and every day I would sit at the end of the day and spend 10 minutes 
kind of entering all the checks and doing the invoices, making the phone calls, keeping the books current. And that was where my weakest link was. So they taught me, go learn that first. Whatever you hate doing, learn, because as a business owner, you have to learn to do everything. You have to be able to jump into everything. If you don't like marketing or going door to door, go door to door until you get at least somewhat comfortable. So when you send someone, you can actually, uh, you you kind of advise them and lead them and tell them how to do it and share the experience that you had. Um, And so I think learning that part is very important and, you know, kind of paying attention to your weakness and learning that weakness, be it that you have to take a class or learn from someone uh, that is critical. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be at the mercy of someone else. Yeah, no, that's such an important point. Okay, before we wrap up, let's thank a couple more sponsors. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are always kept in the loop and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels, letting you organize conversations and information around projects, offices and teams. And because everything you need to work is in that one place, it's so much faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected and you can find out more at slack.com. Slack has been such a helpful tool in my own business because it's easy to use and it just streamlines everything and puts all the conversations in one place. You can drag and drop file sharing that works with all the apps you already use like Salesforce, Zendesk, and Google Drive. Plus, you can tailor Slack to work with more than a thousand other apps. With mobile apps for iOS and Android that sync seamlessly, you can always pick up where you left off no matter where you are. Slack, where work happens. Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. So you guys, I talk about Skillshare all the time. It's super cool. It's an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, you name it, they have it. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set or you're starting your side hustle or you want to build your own business, Skillshare is going to keep you learning this year and next year. You know, Tariq said in this episode that it's important to grow your skills in your weakest areas, whether it's marketing or bookkeeping. Skillshare is the perfect place to build that foundation and grow the confidence to run your own business. I'm always looking at Skillshare to see what else I can learn. I love these classes they have on productivity. They have classes on writing better emails and there's tons of other stuff I still want to check out. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set or start that side hustle or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. You can take classes on topics like Photoshop, web design, social media, whatever you're looking for, they have it. You can join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners, get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash dream job. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dream job to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash dream job. You're such a genuine person and you're such a salt of the earth person. And you're also in a sales business. And I think a lot of people struggle with sales. They feel um, like they're going to be salesy or they're going to bother somebody by, you know, going out there and marketing and selling. How have you learned to do that in a way where you've turned that around? So you don't see yourself as being salesy. You see yourself as just offering something great. Like how did you, clearly you, you made it work. So how were you able to do that and still stay, you know, true to this very sincere person that you are? Cause you can tell, you know, from talking to you for a minute that every part of you, every cell of you is just a very sincere, honest, earnest person. And yet you're very successful in a very sales, you know, dominated business 
that's not necessarily something people know how to do. Yeah. So I think, you know, again, you know, my big inspiration, I was in high school. So I, my mom used to be at the shop. You know, she used to always say that, um, take care of the customer. Don't try to sell, give a little extra. And so what I learned from that was that you have to kind of put yourself in the customer's shoes. You have to put yourself in the person who's your customer. And she used to say that, you know, what a blessing that people come to you after working hard all day and, you know, making this money, hourly money, and then they leave some of it behind with you. So I think it's just, it all depends on how you look at it. Uh, and I, I think when you look at it that way, everything that happens and any every customer that comes in and as your business grows, uh, you're humbled by it instead of kind of being arrogant and, and and, um, and and that's very, very important. That keeps you grounded, keeps you realistic. And when the difficult days come, you know, you're going to hit difficult days. You're, you know, you're ready for Valentine's Day. You've prepared. It's on a perfect day and a major snowstorm happens. Right. And you're stuck with all your stock. You know, so you got you got thousands oh, of dollars worth of things you got to pay people and all that other stuff. And as that happens, um, you know, you you think you're going to go out of business, but you know, you just gotta you gotta stick it out. So you you know, so don't jump off the ledge when things are bad. That's just part of business. It, you know, you just gotta look at the averages right. at that point. But at the end of it, when you take care of customers, they always take care of you. When you take care of people, people take care of you. And I think that's very, very important. Yeah. And you know, a lot beautiful. of businesses won't integrate into their community. You have to integrate into the community. You have to take care of your neighborhood, give back and do as much as you can. Uh, and that in return, they will take care of you. Is that why you started your foundation for philanthropic efforts to give back to your community? Tell us a little bit about why you started that and what you do with your foundation. Yes, uh, you know, definitely. I, I, you know, I'm so blessed that I started out with nothing and started a business and, and, you know, we succeeded. So I think there's a certain component of that or a certain portion of that that has to go back into building your community. You know, as, as your community is healthier, as you're helping in the schools with the kids program. So we focus on a lot of, um, you know, single mothers, food, health, those type of programs. As you do that, one, it makes you feel good. The reality of it is, I don't know if the little money that we give compared to what a lot of these other organizations do, or you know, Bill and Melinda Gates and some of them do, we're very small. But that little small helps in a long way when it's in your neighborhood, it's in your town, and it's the little things that you do. Customers do remember, and you get rewarded for that. So I think it comes back to you. And and sometimes you have to do more of that in the roughest of days because when you're feeling Feeling those hard hardships and those rough days, that means your neighborhood is feeling that too. Your customers are feeling that too. Yeah. So you have to be consistent and, and continue to give back. So I wanted to set that up as a um, part of our business. That's that purpose. What is the purpose of our business? Our purpose you know, is to leave the world uh, a little better than we found it, to give back from what we make from it That's and everything beautiful. and to take care of the community and to thank the customers just instead of simply thanking them for coming into your business, give back in the community and, and people will notice that. And that purpose must be there. And as we see a lot of these organizations that do that well, they benefit from that. Yeah. Did you start that early on, giving back to your community? Because you said it earlier in the conversation. Were you doing that from day one? 
Right from the beginning. I mean, you know, so I think from the beginning, uh, we wow. always had a component. Uh, and I and I always tell people it's how you train yourself at the beginning. It's no different. Building a business is like raising a child. It's the habits mm-hmm. you create right at the beginning. You will only do more of as you get older. So, and, you know, in the beginning, it may only be giving $100, you know, a, a month. because But you, you set a little goal and you give something. And if you get very disciplined about that, it's very, very easy because you can't fake it you know so and then as you get make the brand bigger it just becomes a component of it or part of it that you yeah. know that and you tell everyone everyone that works for you that this is very important to mm-hmm. me we want to do yeah. that and it's it and, and you can't just simply say that we give something that's good for people but then you have to do good as well you know you should turn around yeah, and take from really your products beautiful. and your earnings and do some good with that uh, above and beyond that you have to live it yeah, and it seems like um, what your mom said to you that day about don't chase money, chase people, it really resonated and it seems like you come from, you know, that's in your DNA. And as we're sort of closing out here, I'm to bring it back to your mom and your dad, I'm wondering how do they feel, you know, seeing their son so successful? What was it like for them when you made your first $1 million? Like oh, yeah. what are they thinking and feeling at this at this point seeing you, you know, really soaring. So my mom passed away in 2005 um, and she never really oh, got so to sorry. see the true success of kind of the, uh, the, the the seed she planted. And and she was my first employee. She used to be at my store when I was in high school because I couldn't afford to have someone. So I wish she had gotten to see, but she saw the company had started to grow by then and we were doing well. You know, she, she was very, you know, very, very proud and, and uh, very happy with what we've accomplished and everything. But it was more her than us, you know, because she inspired us. So, uh, you know, I wish and I'm sure she's That's looking so down beautiful. and seeing this, you know, and, and a lot of the blessings that we have are because of her. You know, my mother, um, when I built my first office, she gave me a loan of $40,000 and that she had saved. And when I went to pay her back, she only took 20 back. She said, I need about 20 for your sister's wedding. But the other 20, I want you to do something, build something in my memory, do something, you know, give back, you know, and that that turned into, you know, a lot of the things we do now. And so I think a lot of these things I do, I could try to take credit for it. I could say, this is me, but it's really the inspiration that she gave and left behind. So I'm sure she's very proud. And I hope I can continue that tradition and make her proud. And of course, my father, you know, he he was that rock behind the family. He, he helped, you know, and even to this day, and you'll tell me, I cannot believe what we have accomplished. This is so amazing. And it is. But at the same time, there's a a lot of people that we're responsible for. Uh, the work never ends, but you just have to stay true and you have to deliver on that promise of not chasing the money and then always giving back and everything. And as you do that, I think your parents, as they get older, they're only prouder at that point because you're 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 doing much more than just building a business and building wealth. Yeah. Well, you're such a fine human being and it's such a pleasure to hear somebody who is such a good person through and through, you know, when you're seeing businesses that are making like yours, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue and you find out that the person who's sitting at the captain's chair, you know, just really sees the world in this way, has so much humility. It's so lovely to hear good people succeed. And thank you for being so eloquent and, and sharing all this with all of us. Um, tell us where we can find Edible Arrangements. Tell us what's where we should go look for what you're doing and how we can yeah. support. So edible.com, we have amazing, you know, about 900 franchisees that own 1,200 stores. These are small business owners. So the tradition of a small entrepreneur continues. These are 
Main Street, uh, business owners that are in their neighborhoods, people can visit edible.com uh, and, uh, you know, look us up for the holidays and, uh, you know, for Christmas. And we're getting into that the wonderful season now where businesses are thanking other businesses and kind of it's time to uh, cherish those moments with the family. And it's a good time of the year for us and everything because we share in the people's happiness and, you know, fill the world with goodness. We go out and help people spread more goodness and everything on a product that's made of fruit with some chocolate and it just tastes great. So 1200 locations all throughout the country. So great. All right, guys. So we're going to set up a, a giveaway for a couple of you. You could have it in time for the holidays. You can keep it. You can give it away to a, a family member or a friend. You guys can taste it. And everybody else, you should go check it out and, and you'll love it. I've I've bought them before. I've received them as gift befo- gifts before and I absolutely love them. It makes so much sense to me because flowers are beautiful and then they start to wilt. And this is something that, you know, my kids, we all come around, everyone starts eating it. And it's not only pretty, but it's something that it's just such a treat. I love it. I love the idea. And I love it even more now getting to know you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Okay. That was a great conversation. Here are some takeaways. Number one, when the passion is there, you just can't quit. You have to try. Number two, have a star you want to chase. Number three, make a promise to yourself and your customers deliver on that promise. Number four, be prepared for the long climb. Number five, stop chasing money because it runs really fast. Do the right thing and it's going to chase you. Number six, don't aim to sell, aim to make people happy. Number seven, have a support network who can walk with you through tough times. Number eight, focus on strengthening your biggest weakness first. Number nine, when you take care of people, they take care of you. And number 10, leave the world a little bit better than you found it. Give back what you make from it. Okay. So you guys, we've been making these cheat sheets and we have one for this episode. You can get the takeaways plus some discussion questions for you to answer on your own or for you to answer in your meetup groups. I hope you guys are doing those. We have a link to that cheat sheet in the show notes on Apple or on our website, don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And if you want to join a local meetup group for that extra boost of encouragement and feedback and accountability, which is so important, please let us know. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up so we can get you started. Okay. And like we mentioned, we are going to do a giveaway. So two of you can win a free gift from Edible Arrangements. Just make sure you follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. It's Kathy with a C and I'll have a post there on how you can be entered to win. We'll pick a couple lucky winners on Friday. Also, a few people suggested that we put out a shopping list of all of these incredible Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners who have different shops. You know, somebody's making soap, somebody's making t-shirts, somebody has a jewelry line. So we're going to do that. We're going to make a PDF uh, where we'll give you guys a list of links to, you know, everybody who wants to be a part of this. Um, we'll put links to people's Etsy shops and websites or whatever. Um, we're not taking a cut or anything from the profits. We just want to support you and help you get exposure in any way. And we thought, People are going to buy things for the holidays anyway. Why not buy things from the people uh, who've been part of this family? So you can find the information there at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash shopping list. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for giving me the best Hanukkah gift of all time, which is just being here, just being yourself, just um, giving me this amazing job that I get to do, which is talk to you guys. It's so meaningful. And from my view, looking at all of you, the world is such a magical wonderful place of artists and creatives and good souls wanting to make the world better. So thank you for being there so that when I look out in the world, I see these amazing people. If you guys want to do me a huge, huge gift, take a second right now and share this show. Any episode that you loved, which one was it? Share an episode, share the Josh Spencer episode, share the Laura Casey episode, share the episode with Melissa Camilleri, pick your favorite episode and share it. And then go ahead right now and leave us a review on iTunes. 
We're trying to keep climbing the charts for the new year. Um, and it really, really helps with the iTunes algorithm. So take a second and go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. I'm going to leave you with that song of mine, Count On Me. I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. When you just can't sleep When you're counting sheep I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you When you need to talk Take a good long walk I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you Of all the people on the planet If I had my choice I couldn't have planned it better than this It doesn't get better than this When you're counting